SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Night Talk. Giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m. My guest for this conversation about what happened in the city of Johannesburg, parenthetically, but more broadly speaking, what does this mean for the moonshot pact that is being negotiated ongoingly in the lead up to next year's national elections? I'm joined by Thomas Walters, who's the Deputy, uh, Deputy Federal Council Chairperson of the Democratic Alliance and the DA's spokesperson on coalitions. I'm also joined by Michael Beaumont, who's the National Chairperson for Action SA. Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Michael, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thomas, I want to maybe start the conversation with you and, 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 and perhaps establish this. Is the Democratic Alliance fully committed to establishing, however it imagines it to be, a moonshot pact along with other political parties, which will include Action SA, ACDP, uh, Freedom Front Plus, and may at a later stage even include smaller political parties like the Patriotic Alliance uh, who want to break away or at least want to unseat the ANC uh, in national government next year? Is the Democratic Alliance fully committed to that? Well, we're absolutely fully committed to that. I think the whole recent events in Johannesburg actually underlined the point that you need to get together uh, long before an election, long before formation of a government, and uh, discuss exactly what the government would look like, what the pathway is towards support. Uh, It's not something that you do in a rushed manner via the media. And uh, also, uh, the main sticking point for us, particularly with the Patriotic Alliance, is that they are objectively speaking, and in numerous municipalities, they are in coalition with ANC. Now, the Moonshot Pact very clearly was framed as as an exercise in dismantling the ANC and the EFF. It is uh, parties that are within the ambit of the ANC clearly is not necessarily accepted as parties that form part of the Moonshot Pact, after all, there's a grouping, as, as John Steen has indicated, in our Congress. You have parties that are in the ambit of the ANC and you have parties that are in the ambit of the DA, with similar values to the DA. Um, so, uh, so two things. The, the sticking point was the Patriotic Alliance's relationship with the ANC. And secondly, it actually underlines. Yeah, exactly the logic of the moonshot pack. We'll get into the moment. Yeah, we'll get into the minutiae of what happened in the city of Johannesburg in a short while. I just want sort of want to establish the bigger picture here. Uh, Michael, um, it seems to me that Action SA is at the center of trying to orchestrate a multi-party coalition, whether you call it the moonshot pack, moonshot pact or not. Uh, Action SA seems pivotal in this process. Uh, as, as, as one of the parties on the opposition spectrum or in the minority spectrum that's closest aligned to the Democratic Alliance, do you and Action SA feel that the Democratic Alliance at this stage is fully committed to establishing a multi-party coalition, in other words, the Moonshot Pact? Well, I think we must draw a distinction between commitment with words and commitment by deed. So undoubtedly there's a commitment with words and some very good sentiments have been shared about what the moon pact, a moonshot pact is meant to achieve. But unfortunately, what happened in Johannesburg is quite a lot you know, more severe than what Thomas is suggesting, because ultimately, South Africans were told that this moonshot pact stated intention is to prevent a theoretical government from taking hold in the form of the ANC and EFF in 2024. 
But here in Johannesburg, you don't have a theoretical ANC and EFF government. You have a literal one who are pulling the strings of a small party and controlling things in the background. And this was an opportunity to show South Africans a mere two weeks after the announcement that this moonshot pact has potential. Uh, and I fear this was not just a missed opportunity, but ultimately what it really came down to was the Democratic Alliance having the deciding say as to whether the ANC would continue governing or one of their coalition partners and pact partners would lead a coalition and regrettably, the choice of the ANC continuing to govern was, was made. And from our perspective, that is hugely damaging to the credibility of the Moonshot Pact. And this is something which we're going to need clarity on in the coming days and weeks. Yeah. So you think there's commitment from the Democratic Alliance in theory, but not in practice? Well, I mean, the only commitment that matters is the ones in practice. Uh, because South Africans aren't looking for you know, a nice story to be told for them in 2024. They're looking for a real alternative that can collectively win elections and can provide real change in their lives. Theoretical yeah. scenarios don't do any of those things. Yeah. So last week on Friday, um, Action SA put out a statement that you wrote, Michael, about what had happened at the negotiating table uh, between the Democratic Alliance, uh, Action SA, um, and the Patriotic Alliance and various other smaller players in the city of Johannesburg, and why ultimately uh, what could have been a consensus broke down. Uh, do you maybe, for our listeners who did not read your letter, do you maybe want to go through the chronology and details thereof? Look, certainly. I mean, it goes back a while before then, but I think let's take it from there. At that point in time, the Democratic Alliance had announced that they would run their candidates in Paul Palazzo without engaging any of the other political parties. Action SA had grouped with the IFP, the Freedom Front Plus, the ACDP, and the URM, who collectively had agreed that Funzi Ngobeni would be the ideal candidate. And on the day before the council meeting, it was Action SA and that grouping of parties that reached out to both the BA and the PA and said, listen, if we go into this council meeting with two candidates and we go in divided, we increase the chance of an ANC-EFF outcome. Let's have a meeting. Let's identify what the possible options are to align behind one majority. And even if that means that's your candidate, not ours, so be it. But it can't be an ANC or EFF outcome. The meeting was had, and right from the get-go, the DA imposed conditions on the PA. I've never seen it in a coalition before where a party imposes conditions for another party to support their candidate. Uh, and those conditions were ultimately rejected by the PA. Uh, which really meant at that point in time, even with all the other parties supporting the DA, they didn't have a majority. The conversation then turned and went to the idea of whether a majority could be aligned behind Fundin Gobeni. Uh, and the parties that we were working with at the time, Action SA, IFP, Freedom Front Plus, ACDP and URM, agreed to support. The PA said that they were open to the idea would take it to their structures. And at that point in time, if the DA had committed... Bunzingo Beni would have gotten the majority and would ultimately have been elected rather than Cabello Guamande from Al Jamal. And I think at that point, that's when we indicate that the choice of the DA was effectively to pave the way for an ANC and EFF mayor rather than a partner who's been with them from day one. Thomas, is there anything uh, you'd like to add or respond to in, in, in yeah, that account look, of events? Couple, I think there's a couple of points there. I think... Uh, 
The salient point here is that the PA also did not support the Action SA candidate uh, in that subsequent election. I think this is what happens if there are contradictory deals being made with parties and when that collapses, then the DA gets blamed. I think there's, it's also interesting that uh, the, the moonshot pact, which is exactly about exactly the point that the DA made that we don't do these things on the rush, that we actually discuss this properly, that we actually uh, make sure that we don't get into situations like that, I think was underlined. Now, uh, the, the, now what Michael suggests is that somehow the, the, the PA's loyalty was somehow contingent upon the PA to vote for the PA to vote for a action is a candidate that, that sounds a bit of a stretch. The fact of the matter is the DA's position that the, that the, that the Patriotic Alliance needs to at least make a public commitment to withdraw from their relationship with the ANC was actually borne out in the fact that the, the, the PA didn't vote for the Action SA candidate either. Right. The fact of the matter is that the fact of the matter is uh, the, the DA was also not consulted uh, by the grouping of parties that um, that Michael is referring to in terms of nominating their candidate. Uh, there was no coalition. In fact, it's Action SA that made that point. There's no coalition agreement in Johannesburg uh, at the end of last year when the coalition government came to a fall. Uh, it is to suggest that we didn't consult with partners, that we did not uh, weren't willing to discuss. Uh, that that is that is not simply not the case. In fact, up until the council day, we were willing to discuss, and the door was open to the DA to try to find a way. Yeah, but but here's the sticking point. And this is what Michael mustn't try to to uh, uh, you know. Uh, raise smoke to mirrors here, the, the Patriotic Alliance is firmly in the ambit of the ANC. They demonstrated that, uh, as Michael referred to, supposedly unreasonable demands. I don't believe it's unreasonable. If you publicly state... Can I pause you there, Thomas? Publicly, what, what were the demands that, if true, uh, by Michael's account, what were the demands that the Democratic Alliance imposed on Action SA in the negotiating meeting. No, 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 no. We, we actually, we actually, it was actually with the patriotic alliance. That was the sticking point. Yes, yes. My apologies. We, what we wanted, what were the conditions we wanted, that you placed on them? We wanted a public commitment consistent with their public pronouncements, you know, which was very vague. We wanted a specific uh, public commitment from them to distance themselves and, and indicate an intention to withdraw from coalitions from the ANC exactly because that that situation but, but, but Thomas, leverage it, and disruption and in, in, a, in a coalition agreement, which is exactly what happened on the day in council. Okay, but I mean, if, if it's your candidate that <laughs> needed the votes, right? It's on Paul Palazzi that you were hoping would become the mayor of Johannesburg. You needed the PA's support. They didn't quite need your support, technically speaking. Why would you place conditions on them to publicly distance themselves from the ANC to well, ha- it, allow them to vote for Paul Palazzi? That's the, I, well, I don't know how that works that, technically. That, no, that, 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 given the fact that uh, Gayton McKenzie previously in the week, in the run-up to this particular uh, uh, set of conversations, uh, indicated that he indicated that he, is, uh, he wants to remove the ANC, that he's that he wants to join the moonshot pact. That's exactly the kind of requirement. That's exactly the kind of question that was in our minds. You know, it, 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 Michael used the term words uh, deeds speak louder than words earlier on 
This is exactly the same thing. It's but also if, so if Gaten McKenzie already uh, said the things you wanted him to say, why was that a sticking point? Yeah, it's a sticking point because he wasn't specific. You know, he was saying he, he indicated an intent to join the Moonshot Pact, but he didn't indicate an intent to abandon his relationship with the ANC. But if he says we want to unseat the ANC, isn't that axiomatically uh, a, dis- uh, you know, a severance from the ANC? It's a, it's a, it's deeds speak louder than words, and that was exactly the point that uh, Michael okay. made. So, so maybe then just to circle back, is it true, as Michael accounts, that the Democratic Alliance entered the meeting and demanded that the EF, that the Patriotic Alliance publicly makes this statement uh, on condition for them to vote for Mpoh Palat. Again, technically that boggles my mind. Um, should you not have just well, said, what, hey, what, we're putting what, forward Mpoh Palat and we want you guys to support what, our what, candidate? What, what boggles my mind is that it took two hours before the PA spoke for themselves and the other parties did set a condition that the DA should not have a requirement from the ANC to distance themselves from the ANC and do it properly. That's also setting a condition. That's exactly so what... Uh, did, then so, the other, so the Michael, other it's still not clear. It is, Sorry, Thomas, it's still not clear. Did the DA go into the meeting hoping that the consensus at the end of it would be that Mpo Palati will be the candidate? Yes or no? Of course. Of okay. course. And that should have been the end of the meeting. Everyone should have, because uh, Michael says we all were willing to vote for the DA candidate. If that was your hope, surely you should have ha- just had to say, hey, look, guys, we think Mpo uh, Palazzo should be the candidate. Uh, let's go. And everyone else would have went with you. But it seems that you said, well, for yeah, her to be the candidate, is, the PA has is. to go and say this thing publicly. No, but there's, of course, also when you, 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 you support a candidate, and that, that was also part of the subject of the meeting, part of it was... Uh, the, the, in fact, one of the discussions that when I actually thought that that stage that we found one another yeah. is that we could use the pre-existing coalition agreement that we had as a basis. And then, of course, the discussion was, how do you include the PA there? Now, wh- what we don't want is a situation where this particular coalition government, which was started as this big opportunity, falls apart again, uh, you know, within two months. So... The requirement from us for the PA to make a firm commitment was exactly because we want a stable coalition government in, in Johannesburg, not a, a win and in two months from now we sit with another circus. It, it, yeah. it, it was exactly the, that was exactly the, the reason why we had. It wasn't simply about getting the numbers. So what was the outcome of your uh, request? Was it that you withdrew Mpo Palati's candidature? No, no, no. We weren't prepared to do that unless we had a commitment from the PA in that regard. So, so you, you would, so we also, we did also you withdraw Mpo Palati's candidature because you didn't get a commitment from the PA? No, in other words, in other words the, the DA was expected to give a blank check to a set of arrangements without any guarantees from our, in terms of our concerns. And, uh, and we believe it's perfectly rational. We're given the fact what the so, so you did the fact is all about. It's so you did, in fact, withdraw Mpo Palati's candidacy no, because no, no, you didn't no, no, get no, 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 a commitment no, 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 from the PA. No, 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 no. What, what we said was we weren't prepared to withdraw a candidature uh, because we didn't get that, that particular guarantee. Okay. And also, I also see no reason for us to... to uh, this is not a situation where we frankly believed that the numbers existed, as, as was borne out on the day, the very next day when okay. the PA... <clears throat> did not support an action as a candidate. Okay. Michael? 
Yeah, I think there's some fancy footwork being played uh, because essentially the Patriotic Alliance didn't support on the day because they knew the DA was not with us. If the DA had committed in that meeting and said, we're with you, and the Patriotic Alliance had gone back to its structures, the view of all the other parties concerned is we would have gotten that majority. It's important to remember here, Oliver, that this is not the first time that the PA has tried to rejoin the coalition. They've tried now, and they tried at the end of January. And on both occasions, it looks like the Democratic Alliance, you know, kind of detonated talks in the final minute to prevent it from happening. And one of the things that's particularly concerning about this condition being placed on an individual and a party supporting their candidate is that it's fundamentally dragging Western Cape politics into Johannesburg because ultimately these municipalities they're referring to are in the Western Cape and elsewhere. Which municipalities? Uh, Well, I'm in the Western Cape. Um, But the point is, is that in Johannesburg, the residents of Johannesburg needed an alternative. And because the politics in the Western Cape is being dragged into Johannesburg, they don't have that alternative. It's also important to remember that the DA is in coalition in Nelson Mandela Bay with the ARC, the PAC, and the UDM. Those are three parties that are in coalition with the AMC and Joburg and elsewhere, and yet right. none of those parties were required to make public declarations of their intent to depart. Right. Uh, Thomas? No, no, look, that's, in fact, that's fancy footwork because the PA, as we speak, is busy moving a motion of no confidence in Nelson Mandela that actually underlines exactly the point that you have made. That the PA's involvement in coalitions and in fact the, the undertakings that they made to action as a in this regard is not trustworthy while they're in the ambit of the anc and also but no 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 so the point uh, so no, no, the point on. michael's the making that, uh, no, no 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 but i'm getting to the points he's making the other parties that he is referring to also they are parties that have not betrayed the da they haven't destabilized yet certainly if they had to act in the same matter and their relationship with the anc had to be problematic, we will regard it in a similar vein. But it's but to suggest the PA was, you know, uh, uh, while they are caucusing with the ANC and at the same time talking to us that that is some kind of a sincere commitment to a moonshot pact, I'm very sorry, but this is, this is shopping for the best deal. We want some commitment from them. And to suggest that it's Western Cape politics uh, being introduced into a coalition setting in Johannesburg, I think that's fancy footwork. The, the point that was actually made is the fact that the ANC has leverage elsewhere on the PA so, so, that they are unreliable in a coalition yeah. in Johannesburg. So so Michael's point, Thomas, is that you in, in Nelson Mandela Bay, you, not, you didn't place a prerequisite on the UDM, for instance, to publicly declare uh, that they are cutting ties with the ANC, despite the fact that the UDM is in coalitions with the ANC in other parts of the country, in other municipalities. Yet you place that requirement on the Patriotic Alliance. Your response is to say that, well, the UDM didn't betray the DA before, so therefore we won't give them that prerequisite. The PA did no, betray no. the DA before. So is is the issue but, here but, betrayal and not necessarily the ANC? There's, 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 a, there's, there's, of course, the, the key point that that patriotic alliance is, in fact, busy moving a motion of no confidence in that coalition government. And also, in, in that particular respect, uh, if those parties, if it had to be shown that the ANC has leverage over those parties, and we will be able to track that in terms of those demands, then, well, our position is very clear. We, we cannot allow... Um, that uh, those particular parties to destabilize a coalition uh, government. And 
and, and in fact, I think what, what I find interesting is in that particular, there was no conversation about this in those particular negotiations. It was, uh, as I said to you earlier, it's been presented as if the DA just set these conditions there. The fact of the matter is there was a condition set to the DA that we, that, that is somehow an irrational concern of the DA that we should, in fact, abandon that concern. That is also setting a precondition. That's also expecting, uh, essentially, the DA, it was an exercise in trying to pressure the DA into a particular position. And as we said before, we don't negotiate coalitions on the trot. We, we, we actually, uh, that, that's one of the, 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 the key points that we made in this entire negotiation. That's part of the whole point of the moonshot pact is that these last-minute rushes uh, of, of where people scramble for positions when false, uh, uh, call it, goal lines are dangled in front of, of parties. That is not a formula for stable coalition formation. And that, that, the point is there was a conversation missing, and only at the last moment was the DA uh, approached to, to have a discussion in this regard. Yeah. Michael, Oliver, may I, Michael, may I, I come in on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just, you know, I hear a lot from Thomas that it didn't basically suit the DA to go and dive in at the last second and try and create a solution. That's essentially what it comes down to. The DA doesn't do this. The DA doesn't do that. You know, the, the part that's absent in this whole conversation is where are the residents of Joburg? Uh, because essentially, don't get me wrong, the circumstances we were under are, are not ideal. Uh, and the resignation of the former mayor and it creates an urgent timeline is, is a pressured environment for everyone. You know, but ultimately... The residents of Joburg, like the citizens of South Africa, require political parties to lead under circumstances that might not be ideal, but nonetheless are necessary yeah. for us to do what is necessary. Because let's let's tackle the most important point here, <laughs> and that is, while, while Thomas wishes to avoid the relative instability that may arise in a future coalition, there's no regard for what the residents of Joburg have right now which is a mayor from a small party with no discernible constituency, no vision for a complex city, and essentially his strings being pulled by the ANC and EFF. How is that a better outcome? Yeah. Uh, Michael, well, I, I perhaps, Thomas, before I give you point. an opportunity yeah. to respond, Michael, I perhaps want you to uh, give me an answer to this consideration. Is there real substantive reasons for the DA to be skeptical about the honesty and integrity of the Patriotic Alliance, given that this is not the first time that a mayoral ship in the city of Johannesburg has collapsed due to an impasse between the DA and the PA. Uh, what's uh, Action SA's view on the PA normative, uh, normatively as a political partner? Yeah, look, absolutely. Let, let, let me be unequivocal in this regard. Uh, the PA has been a political party that has been involved in bringing relative instability in the coalition in Johannesburg in the past. Uh, arguing against that would be crazy. I think the point that we're trying to make is that when you're dealing with a large group of political parties, it, it can't always be that the parties you're dealing with you know, all see, act the same and, and prioritize things the same and engage in the same decision-making process. There are large variations between them. And the point about being the larger party in a coalition, which, you know, is often used to express the entitlement of position, you know, the saying goes with great power becomes great responsibility. And the role of the larger party must be to ensure that when there's a choice as to whether a party will be friend or foe, treat them in such a manner that they become friend. 
because I repeat, the PA has been at the table twice in the last four months. And on both occasions, the DA has basically battered them away. And essentially, in the process, the PA has left and the PA has created these you know, negative environments about their perception on the coalition, etc. But in many ways, it was avoidable and it should have been avoided had these coalitions been led more effectively. Yeah. Thomas, to your calculation, perhaps there's a last theme to explore here. Are the residents of the city of Johannesburg better off under an unideal coalition agreement between the DA, the PA, and Action SA, and the various other partners, uh, Freedom well, Front Plus, IFP? Hold on, hold on. Compared to, and, they, and you must take the comparative into consideration, compared to a ANC-EFF uh, Al-Jamaha uh, coalition agreement, uh, what calculation, both are not ideal, but which do you think is better suited for the city, for the residents of the city of Johannesburg? So first of all, let me go back to Michael's, what Michael said, uh, you know, about a puppet mayor and, and, a, and a coalition that is unstable. That's exactly what the DA wants to avoid. That's exactly why we raise these concerns. And, uh, and I find it interesting that the concerns about the PA that Michael is raising now is said on a radio interview that wasn't said in those meetings. It was we were expected to just assume the sincerity of the, the Patriotic Alliance in this regard. Keep in mind that the PA was at the same time busy speaking to the ANC. They were, they were ended up voting with the ANC. But is that not the nature of negotiations? You speak to everyone? No, 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 no. This is, see, this is the the false, uh, in my view, uh, a false picture that has been created. We don't believe the PA was sincere to start off. We believe that they were busy exploring a situation where they can either leverage this particular dynamic vis-a-vis their own conversations with the ANC. We don't believe there was a Certainly, if you look at the sequence of events and the way that they voted, that there was any, any real intention to stabilize Johannesburg or, for that matter, cooperate in a coalition agreement. I think this was, frankly, a set of contradictory conversations that took place. And the DA made a very simple point about the obvious, that there's a, a source of instability. There's not a... Unless the... PA indicates that they are willing to withdraw from their relationship with the PA, then the entire negotiation is a sham. That is, that is, that are is you going to place to. that requirement on all your negotiating partners? When, when it comes to the Moonshot Coalition, it was exactly that. That's the PA was not invited to be part of the Moonshot Coalition exactly because of this extensive relationship that they have with the ANC. I don't think there should be any misunderstanding yeah. in that regard. Yeah. We've both been perfectly consistent in our approach. Michael, as, as the moonshot pact uh, interlocutor, um, do, are, you, <laughs> are you concerned about the PA's bona fides about wanting to join the pact? Well, absolutely. Um, I think there are concerns, and there's no doubt that there needs to be an ongoing conversation uh, with the PA. Uh, from what it's worth and from what I understand... Uh, and it's bad that as a partner in the Moonshot Pact, I can't answer this definitively because we don't yet know. But it is our understanding the PA hasn't even been invited to join the Moonshot Pact, which goes back to the earlier point that I make about you know, people being friend or foe. If you're going to treat people with scorn and you're going to push people away and you're going to say that you don't belong with us, well, then we shouldn't be surprised when people don't. Because the one thing we must be clear about is that the project of getting the ANC and EFF out 
2024, it can't be a DA country club of you know good old boys <laughs> who think the same way. It's got to be a broad church of political parties that accept they have differences on many, many issues, but come together on a common ground. And, you know, it's often used this word trust. Do we trust this party? I don't trust the DA, quite frankly, if you look at recent events as well. But the circumstances require us to build trust, find common ground, and overcome recent history and not allow that history to poison our process going forward. And unfortunately, that's not what took place last week. Yeah. Just a last question. If Is the option of, and I want you both to respond to this, is the option of a motion of no confidence in Cabello, uh on the table and a renegotiation to take place uh, to once again put forward either uh, Funzangobeni or Mpopalate? Uh, Thomas, you can go first. Well, our concern regarding the Patriotic Alliance remains uh, to, to suggest that they are somehow not highly astute, highly professional, very, very strategic negotiators, and that it's somehow uh, people that get offended and can't be... It's, it's a matter of talking to them nicely. I think that is actually trivializing the, the Patriotic Alliance. And, and we make no bones about it. We said it from the word go. Uh, that, that they weren't invited to the moonshot back because they're fully in the ambit of the ANC. That yeah. is not, uh, that's not a, you know, so there's no inconsistency there. I don't believe that uh, Michael makes it sound like it's some kind of a, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, you know, let's, let's have a gentleman's handshake and, you know, and then uh, the, the coalitions and everything else will be anki It's a very serious, very rational concern that we have. And of course, parties that are differing hugely with one another need to speak to one another. And I'm very glad to hear that uh, the way that Michael speaks, that, uh, you know, that, that he hasn't given up hope and that he is willing to continue the conversation around uh, the moonshot pact. There's parties like the Freedom Front, parties like the ACDP, party like, parties like the IFP, most certainly not a, a gentleman's club or, you know, it, it, it's not the case. But there is a rational, objective concern. Is a party within the ANC ambit or not? Now, yeah. what we had in Johannesburg is the Patriotic Alliance caucusing, being part of, of, of uh, discussions with the ANC while they were talking to the coalition agreement, or the coalition, or former coalition partners there. Um, it was clearly, a, 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 it's clearly having your foot in both doors. And, and frankly, we think that action is a, too easily believe their bona fides. Maybe action is a but, but again, shared our concern. Again, Thomas, I, I, I don't understand because negotiations, by definition, mean you speak to everybody, you listen to what they put on the table, what they propose, and you mm-hmm. consider all the options. Uh, no, no, you, no, you, no, you no, can't no, 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 you, there's a certain base, a basic set of values that you share. It doesn't have to be the same values, doesn't have to be the same ideology, but certainly the same basic values. Things like rule of law, things of, of uh, uh, that that you pursue certain uh, service delivery objectives. Those are things that we share with parties with vastly different ideological inclinations within the people that were the, the parties that were invited to the moonshot back. It is not a case of, of uh, talking to everyone. Otherwise, we would have been talking to every single party, parties that, that, are, that don't, share, don't share that program, don't share that intention, a party like the EFF, for example. So it's not a, it's not a 
uh, a case of every single party is, is there without a threshold. And incidentally, it's not true that the DA is the party that just sets conditions. As I said, there was essentially a condition set to the DA. Previously in the negotiations that we had last year, conditions were being set all the time by Action SA. Okay, you know, uh, and, and by the parties. Uh, yeah. So, 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 unfortunately, negotiations do happen within a framework. It does have to have a shared objective that does present parameters to a conversation. And uh, unfortunately, the PA, from our point of view, and that is a, that's an issue that we discuss. So, in fact, we would have loved to have that. So, I've had, had the opportunity to discuss this more extensively. Uh, but we don't believe that concern of the DA is irrational or dismissive. Okay. Or the way that Oliver, can I, can I, yeah, Ma- Michael, can uh, just can you I have a minute, and in the last and in the last minute, I also want you to answer the question around uh, restarting this process. That is to say, if a motion of no confidence were on the table uh, and a renegotiation had to open, uh, what would the route be? Sure. So I mean, absolutely, action is say it's always going to be available for any motion and subsequent government that can remove the ANC and EFF and replace it. We're on record in that regard by word and deed. And, you know, people can take that to the bank. It's a certainty with mm-hmm. action essay. But here's where it gets irrational, because the DA in one breath talks about ruling parties out to fall within the ANC's ambit. But we're looking at the DA saying, you are responsible for creating ANC government in Johannesburg. That puts you in the ANC ambit from our point of view as well. And that's a very serious concern because, you know, if the PA is at the table to negotiate a deal to restore our coalition and the ANC is and the DA is creating ANC government, you know, quite frankly, it's the DA that has a lot to account for in Johannesburg going forward. And that's where it starts to get irrational, because if the DA had decided, you know what, we're not comfy with this arrangement, it doesn't suit us, but the ANC and EFF is worse, we'll support that arrangement, but we won't be involved. They had that right. But they didn't right. choose that right. They chose an ANC and EFF outcome for the residents of Joburg. Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Michael, thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it, Jens. Uh, we're going to have to leave that conversation there. What are your reactions to it? Give me a call, 86 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 We're going to take a quick break on the other side of that. We have a very important conversation for you.